السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا أمة بعد أمته ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته أما بعد فهم بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذا جاء نصر الله والفتح ورأيت الناس يدخلون في دين الله أفواجا فسبح بحمد ربك واستغفره إنه كان توابا صدق الله العظيم Respected ulama, elders and brothers, we begin by praising Almighty Allah for the many favors Allah has bestowed upon us. And including amongst those favors is that Allah Ta'ala has gathered us here to listen to the kalam of Almighty Allah and about the Habib of our beloved Nabi of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. We thank Allah Ta'ala for this favor and we make dua that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us further favors by following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the sunnah of our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We also send salutations upon our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the greatest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation, our benefactor, and someone despite our weakness, we have tremendous love for in our hearts. Normally I always start off the talk by that famous poem which had been made famous by Junaid Jamshed. And I always like to say that because it starts off on a very good footing, that we will never be able to do justice in our speech and in our listening to the greatness of our beloved Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Mustafa, Mushtaba, Tere Mado Thana, Mere Bas Me Nahi, Mere Dastaras Me Nahi. Prophet of Almighty Allah, the Chosen One. Praising you is beyond us. The heart doesn't have the capacity. The words doesn't have the eloquence. In short, there is no one like you. There is no one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored and created like you. There is another, you know, poem that has become very famous amongst the Anashid. Now, I'm not a very good Anashid, you know, person who sings Anashid, but this is something that has captured the imagination of many people. And I will try making mention of this beautiful Nazam. Jisne lakar ilahi diya O Muhammad Madine mein maujood We have not seen our beloved Nabi with our eyes but repeatedly making mention of him in these types of gatherings we have some imagination of him of his greatness in our hearts he is the one who brought the kalam of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us, to us. That Nabi and that Muhammad is in the blessed city of Medina. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase and elevate the status of 
our beloved Nabi Kareem Sallallahu further. Respected elders and brothers, normally every sirah I choose a theme. Today I've chosen a theme with regard to what is known in history and in sirah as Amul Wufud, the year of delegation. Now many ulama and historians and people who have recorded sirah have recorded about the delegations that have come in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu People like Ibn Saad in his tabaqat, Waqdi in his maghazi, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Hisham. The Indian scholar Abu Turab Zahiri has written a 250-page book on the delegations that came to our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu in the year of the delegations, which was in the ninth year after Hijri. Although the ninth year is known as the Amul Wufud, the year of delegation, ulama have written that delegations came from the time of the fifth year after Hijri. But the frequency of them happened so much in the ninth year that it is known in the annals of Sirah as the year of delegations because of the frequency and the amount of delegations that came in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Ulama and historians have written that there were over 110 delegations that came in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Yes, 110 delegations, over 110. Obviously, I don't have any intention to make mention of all of those 110. Be assured, you know, be calm. I won't take all mention of all of them. So we will make mention of the more interesting and amazing and the ones that we have taken lessons from. 110 delegations. And of course, one of the things that we learn from these particular delegations coming in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu before I make mention of, you know, the, the delegations and some of it, let us understand the background. You see, the Arab tribes, the Arab society was a very tribal society. They placed a lot of emphasis upon their tribes, and they used to place a lot of allegiance upon their tribes. So, when the Arab tribes, when they saw the Quraysh and Nabi Karim Sallallahu hostile, they waited and said, let us wait and see who gains the ascendancy. Whoever gains the ascendancy, we will pay allegiance and we will show inclination to that particular amongst the two groups who are gained the ascendancy. And after the Fatah Makkah, when they realized that the Muslims have gained the ascendancy, that's the time when the delegation started coming in the presence of our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now, what we learn from here, what lessons do we learn? 110 delegations. We learn lessons of diplomacy. We learn lessons of interaction. We learn lessons of how to deal with people. We learn lessons of the broad-mindedness broad of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu in dealing with people from different backgrounds. And how Nabi Karim Sallallahu dealt with different tribes. How they came in the presence of Nabi Sallallahu how Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam welcomed them. How Nabi Karim sallallahu despite sometimes them being hostile, yet Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam showed them respect and honor. And really, if we start looking at those some of the incidents, we come to realize the Deen is much more than the narrow confines that we have confined Deen to. 
Deen is much more than the narrow confines that we have confined Deen to. Now what is a delegation? There were different types of delegation that came in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Delegations mean a tribe that sends a representation or a rep representative to meet Nabi Karim Sallallahu on behalf of the tribe. Sometimes they came to accept Islam. Most of them came to accept Islam in the ninth year after Hijri. Something that is recorded in Surah An-Nasr. And you see tribes and tribes entering into Islam. But not all of them came to accept Islam. Some of them were hostile. They came with a corrupted intention and corrupt motives in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu How did our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu deal with them? Some of them didn't come to accept Islam. But realizing that Muslims have gained the ascendancy, they came to negotiate peace with Nabi Karim Sallallahu and the Muslims. And they came to negotiate ways of staying together in Hijaz, in the Arabian Peninsula. So these were different types of delegations. Sometimes there was only one person who came. Zammam ibn Thalaba came on behalf of Bani Saad bin Abi Bakr. And he was one person who was equivalent to an ummah. He went back and his entire tribe accepted Islam by one representation. One representative. And ulama and historians said, perhaps there were very few people in history where one individual was so beneficial to his tribe the way this one individual was. Sometimes they came with 400, like the Muzaina tribe. 400 came in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Let me start off by making mention of the some bizarre ones or the more hostile ones that came. And when we come to speak about the more hostile ones, we have to start off perhaps with the Banu Hanifa who came from Yamama. And now, you know, it's amazing. We always, sometimes we, you know, our society is amazed, you know, we, we, we generalize a lot. When we speak about some ethnic group, we form, form perceptions about them. When we form about and speak about a race group, we sometimes form a perception about them. Yet many a times within ethnic groups, within race groups, there is positive and negative. We cannot generalize with regard to any particular ethnic and race group. Now look at the aspect of Bani Hanifa. On one hand, you have from the Bani Hanifa comes Tamama bin Uthal. He was on his way for Umrah, he was arrested and he was captured and he came into the Masjid and Nabawi. And he was someone who was very hostile. And he was locked up in the Masjid and Nabawi, in one of the pillars of Masjid and Nabawi. Nabi Karim Sallallahu came to him and said, O Thamama, how should I treat you? And he said, In taktul taktul da damin. That, O Muhammad, if you, he didn't accept Islam at that time still. If you kill me, you will kill a person whose blood is very weighty. Ulama have given two interpretations with regard to it. One is that I am very well known in my tribe. If you kill me, my tribe will take revenge. Or in another way, he said that I have done so much of harm to you. Because he was on the way when Muslims were going towards Sham for business delegation. And he used to harm the Muslims. So he said, on one occasion, he said, if you kill me, you have killed a person who has blood on his hands. Nevertheless, two interpretation. And if you show kindness to me, you will show kindness to a person who is very, very thankful. And he will repay that kindness. 
And if you give and you want money with regard to my freedom, ask whatever you want. Allah has given me resources. I will give you whatever you want. Nabi Karim left him for three days to see the environment of the Muslims in the masjid and left him. After three days, Nabi Karim came, unlocked him and said, Tamama, go, you are free. Tamama goes outside Medina and he comes back and he accepts Islam. Three days of seeing the conduct of Muslims was enough for him to become a Muslim. Brothers, I wonder today, if people were to see our conduct, will they be inclined towards Islam or will they turn away from Islam? Unfortunately, we will say, we don't present a good advertisement for our religion in the way we carry ourselves and the way we conduct ourselves amongst ourselves. Three days in a masjid, he became a Muslim. And what did he tell Nabi Karim Sallallahu Oh Muhammad, one week ago there was no one more hated than you. Today I take an oath. There is no one more beloved in my eyes than you after three days of witnessing the conduct of Nabi Karim Sallallahu From this particular tribe comes Musaylama Kadhab. Musaylama the liar. He became and he claimed prophethood after our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu He also came in the delegation. When he came in the delegation, he came with two or three of his people and he came and he made demands with our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Outrageous demands. Oh Muhammad, make me your Khalifa and Prophet after you pass away. I will accept and I will become a Muslim. Otherwise, he said, you take care of one portion of Arabia, I will take care of another portion of Arabia. Nabi Karim Sallallahu went with a Sahabi, Thabit bin Qais al-Shammas. And Nabi Sallallahu had a date portion of a date palm or a walking stick. And Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, never mind giving you what you want, I won't even give you the stick. And he went away from there saying, I will get my tribe to come and attack you, making all different types of allegations and outrageous demands and threats. Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam left him and Nabi Sallallahu said, this is the same person that I saw in a dream about him. And what was a dream? Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, I saw in a dream that I had two gold bangles. And given the fact that two gold bangles, something that we is prohibited, I felt uncomfortable. And I started blowing on those gold bangles and they disappeared. And the interpretation were there were two imposters that will come immediately after Nabi Karim Sallallahu and they will be destroyed. One was Musaylam Akadhab and was Aswad Ansi from Yemen. He came and he wrote a letter to Nabi Karim Sallallahu after that. When he wrote a letter to Nabi Karim Sallallahu he said, half of the kingdom is yours and half is mine and we share the prophethood. Nabi Karim Sallallahu wrote back a letter to him, Salamun ala man al huda. Salam be upon those who follow guidance. And inna al-arda yurithuha liman yasha'u min ibadi. The earth belongs to Almighty Allah. He will give control to the earth whomsoever he wished. And of course, we know Musaylam al-Kadhab. After Nabi Karim Sallallahu time, one of the first battles that the Sahaba fought was against Musaylam al-Kadhab. So many Sahaba were shaheed in this battle that did not pass away in the entire life of our beloved Nabi Karim And there's always been the sensitivity of this ummah to guard the finality of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's 
prophethood. How many times I heard from my marhum uncle, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill his cover with nur. He used to make mention of the incident of Maulana Anwar Shah Kashmiri. And today while just going through the notes, I, I went through this whole incident that there was a very famous trial in Bahawalpur against the Qadianis who claim a prophet after Nabi Karim Sallallahu Maulana Anwar Shah Kashmiri Rahmatullah was ill, very ill. There was blood oozing from his body and he was traveling somewhere and he got a letter. We need your expertise to come to this particular trial. He left everything and despite his illness, he went to Bahawalpur and his lecture in Bahawalpur Masjid is recorded when he told the people I came for one reason. I do not have enough amal and deeds for my salvation. I came that perhaps my coming in this illness of minds will be the means of my salvation on the day of Qiyamah that I will be able to tell our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu your prophethood was under attack and despite my illness I came to be able to defend your prophethood so that I can be saved and be amongst the people of Jannah on the day of Qiyamah. So this was the Bani Hanifa. Together with that, there was another tribe who was also hostile by the name of Bani, the Banu Amr bin Sa'sa. They were part of the people who were from Bire Mauna. Now two of them came, you know, one of them was Amir bin Tufail and Arbad bin Qais. So the more hostile amongst them was Amir bin Tufail. Nabi Karim Sallallahu made dua when he saw him, Allahumma kfini, Amir bin Tufail. Oh Allah, protect me from Amir bin Tufail. And ulama have written this also one of the sunnah duas that you can read. Allahumma kfini min fulan. Oh Allah, protect me from so and so. If you have a person who is your enemy. So Amir bin Tufail told Arbad that I will engage Nabi Karim Sallallahu in conversation. You take a sword or a dagger, he put a poison dagger, you attack Nabi Karim Sallallahu and assassinate him. And while he was doing that, it didn't happen as he planned. So afterwards he told Arbad, what happened? I told you to carry out this plan. What did you do? Arbat said, every time I wanted to go and do something like that, there was a barrier between me and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I could not carry out my plans. So they left behind and they also they made outrageous demands and they said various things. So Amir bin Tufail on his way back stayed at the house of a woman of ill repute. So while he was at that particular house, an epidemic came upon him, a plague. And they were started like, you know, great boils that came upon his body. So he found it very difficult that if people find me and I die in this woman's place, a woman of ill repute, it will be against my dignity. So in the early hours of the morning, he mounted his camel and he left. And no one knew after that what happened to him. He disappeared. Arbad went back to his tribe, said inappropriate words about Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And a lightning came and incinerated him and he died on the spot. So these were the type of tribes that came in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu One of the greatest tribe was the tribe of Muzayna. They came with 400 people. So as they were going away, they said, Ya Rasulullah, we don't have enough sufficient 
food for our journey back, make arrangements for our food. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu told Umar ibn Khattab, Oh Umar, make arrangements for their food. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala said, Ya Rasulullah, I only got one packet of dates in my house. How am I going to cater for 400 people? So Nabi Karim Sallallahu again said, Oh Umar, make arrangements for the provision to go back. Umar said, Nabi Karim Sallallahu said it with such conviction. I knew that there was something beyond my understanding. I went home in that particular room, in that place where there was one packet. In that room, it seemed there was like a camel full of dates. Everyone took how much they wanted. And when the last person came out of the room with the dates, how much he wanted, the room was still filled with dates. This was a tribe of Muzayna that came in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Sometimes we have the situation not related to this incident. It was once upon a, you know, a husband and wife invited people for a gathering. So when they invited people for a gathering, all of a sudden the wife came and told the husband, you know what, there's something greatly wrong. The amount of people we have invited, there are far more people than that. I'm not sure if the food is going to be enough or not. I don't know what we're going to do. So the husband said, just leave it to me. My husband made an announcement. All of those who are in this dawah on behalf of the bride, get up. So a few groups of people got up. After a while, all of those who are here on behalf of the husband, you get up. All of them got up. The husband said that all of you leave. This is an akika dawah. This is not a wedding dawah, this is a kika dawah. So sometimes you have these situations. Then one of them that came, very amazing, this came very in the initial stages of Islam. The tribe of Dos. Now initially, only one person came. And he didn't come as a tribe, he didn't come as a delegation. He was Tufail bin Amr ad-Dawsi. A remarkable person in the annals of our history. Tufail bin Amr ad-Dawsi. And this has very far repercussions in our deen, my dear respected brothers. Tufail bin Amr al-Dawsi came to Mecca, very dignified person. Someone who was known for his dignity, known for his charitable philanthropy, for his generosity. People throughout Arabia knew about Tafta, Tufail bin Amr al-Dawsi. So he was known for his good virtues and his remarkable conduct and character. Also a very remarkable, sharp and sensitive poet capable of expressing the most delicate of emotions. He narrates his incident of coming to Makkah. He said, as he came to Makkah, the tribe and the elders of Makkah said, we got a person who is calling people towards his prophethood. He is someone who has renounced his old, the old religion. Be careful of listening to him. They were worried that he must not, anything mustn't hear and come into his ears. So to fail bin Amr al-Dawsi said, I put a cotton wool in my ears, I must not listen to him. So he said, while I was making my tawaf according to that particular rituals of the time, all of a sudden I saw Nabi Karim Sallallahu and he was reading something. And I just kept, I continued making. And then while I'm making the tawaf, I said, to fail, you are an intelligent person. You are a poet. What can a person do? What can a person say that you will not be able to discern right from wrong? 
He said, after I did my tawaf, I went to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Oh Muhammad, the people have told me not to listen to you. Tell me what is your message. Read to me what is your message. Nabi Karim Sallallahu read Suratul Ikhlas, Suratul Falaq, and Suratul Nas. It was enough to change his entire life. Tufail bin Amr al-Dawsi became a Muslim. And he went back to his tribe. When he went back to his tribe, he first went to his father and said, see, we have a separation between us. We have different religions from now on. Why is a separation? Oh, my son, what is a separation for? You are on a different religion. I am a different religion. Father said, your religion is my religion. Tell me what is your religion? He related to him, the father became a Muslim. He told his wife, we have separation from now. He said, why? I got a different religion. Your religion is my religion. And he told her, go and take a bath and make ghusl, but don't take a bath from water dedicated to the idol of the tribe. Go and take a bath with clean water. She takes a bath and she also becomes a Muslim. Brothers, I'm just giving you this example. Never trivialize anything. Tufail bin Amr al-Dawsi became a Muslim. He tried to, you know, call his people towards Islam. And they didn't, initially, they were not inclined. He came several times. He came even at the time of Khaybar to Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And when he came to, at the time of Khaybar, he brought one youngster who was 13 years of age at that time. Who was that youngster? Can anyone know who was from that youngster who came from this particular tribe? Anyone would like to venture to give the name? Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Abu Huraira said, Nabi Karim sallallahu said, to fail, what is happening with your tribe? Ya Rasulullah, there is a barrier on their hearts. They are not accepting Islam. I have tried so many times. Abu Huraira said, I saw Nabi Karim sallallahu making wuzu. And he lifted his hands in dua. And I thought he's going to curse my tribe. And he said, Allahumma hadi daus. Oh Allah, give hidayat to those. Mulana Sajjad Nomani, who was here recently, said, Our hearts and our inclination and our temperament is not like our Nabi. We make dua, and if we things are happening according to us, we will say, After Fajr, Allah must des des destroy the entire one side of the world, Allah must destroy them. After Zohar, Allah must destroy another nation. After Asr, Allah must destroy another nation. Nabi Karim Sawasam said, Allahumma hadi daus. Oh Allah, give hidayah to those. And he went back and the tribe of those became a Muslim. But told, I'm saying, from this tribe comes Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. 5,374 hadith and sayings of Nabi Karim Sawasam he has transmitted. Zaid ibn Thabit radiallahu ta'ala says, I one day went to Nabi Karim Sawasam and said, Ya Rasulullah, Make dua that Allah gives us such knowledge that after we get that knowledge, we never forget it. Give, make dua that once we get knowledge, we never forget it. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, O Zaid, the slave of those has overtaken you. The slave of those, Abu Huraira, has overtaken you. I made dua for him that whatever he Memorizes, he will never forget. Abu Huraira said, I came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and said, Ya Rasulullah, I can't retain things. 
Make dua. Nabi Akram Sallallahu said, take out your shawl. He took out his shawl. Nabi Akram Sallallahu read something. He said, put your shawl on. He said, after I put that shawl, never ever did I forget anything. No one had a better retentive memory than Abu Hurairah One person came to Makkah, became a Muslim. And after he became a Muslim, he gave dawah to his tribe. And from that particular tribe comes Abu Hurairah who the entire ummah is indebted to for the amount of sayings that he had transmitted to this ummah. Don't ever trivialize a good deed. Don't ever trivialize giving someone a good message. Don't ever trivialize telling someone something. You don't know where that particular good deed and good saying you told him, where one day it might have consequences. So this was the tribe of those. You have amongst them the tribe of Bani Asad bin Khuzayma. Very amazing tribe. They ten people came. So they came and they came in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu They said, Ya Rasulullah, we are amongst those that you didn't need to send anyone from your Sahaba, your companions, your representative to us. Without sending anyone to us, we have become Muslims. So they showed a certain degree of a favor to Allah and His Rasul and to Islam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, on this occasion, they was, they, maybe they had their reasons. At the end of the day, they were Muslims still. So then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verse in the Holy Quran. يَمُنُّونَ عَلَيْكَ أَنْ أَسْلَمُوا قُلْ لَا تَمُنُّوا عَلَيَّ إِسْلَامَكُمْ بَلِ اللَّهُ يَمُنُّوا عَلَيْكُمْ أَنْ هَدَاكُمْ لِلْإِيمَانِ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Don't regard it as a favor that you have accepted Islam. But it is Allah who has done a favor to you. That he has made you Muslims. It is Allah's favor upon you that you are in Islam. You are a Muslim. Don't show a favor to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are Muslim. I'm a Muslim. I have done so much. I will have granted so much of favor and so much of benefit to Islam. Ya Allah, Allah ta'ala, for his deen can use even transgressors. Allah doesn't need us. It is our favor. It is our good fortune if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses, uses us in any way for any benefit of deen. Who are you to show a favor to Allah that you are doing a work of deen? Who are you to show a favor to Allah ta'ala? I am so much, I am doing so much work. If I am not here, nothing will happen. If I don't do anything, the entire world is not according to the right path. I'm only upon the right path. If I'm not here, there will be no one upon the right path. How dare you say something like this? Do you show a favor to Allah Ta'ala about your Islam? About your work of deen? It is Allah's favor that takes work from you. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala take work from us. Hazrat huh? Khalid bin Walid was the general of an army. Such a general that we can say with certainty that never mind in Islam, there has never been a better general in human history than Khalid bin Walid Never. And then Umar radiallahu ta'ala had a particular thought and he removed Khalid radiallahu ta'ala from the generalship of the Muslim army. And he had, a, he had a view. He said, everyone is saying that wherever Khalid goes, Islam gains victory. I wanted to show people that whether Khalid is there or not, victory 
for Islam comes from Allah, doesn't come from any individual, no matter if he's as great as Khalid bin Walid. Even when Nabi Karim threw the sand in the direction of the enemies in the Battle of Badr, which had a tremendous impact, which changed the course of the battle, Allah Ta'ala didn't refer that to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Allah Ta'ala referred it to himself. So Umar wanted to prove and said, I don't want this, that people must say because of Khalid, Islam has gained victory. And then he removed Khalid bin Walid Someone went to tell Khalid bin Walid after that, you are no more the general, you are no more the leader. You know, why, why are you still fighting in the Muslim army? He said, I'm not fighting for Umar, I'm fighting for Allah. I'm not fighting for Umar. So what if he has removed me? I will still fight for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. One of the amazing tribes that came was the tribe of Abu Qais. This is also amazing because you see it is said history that they came from Bahrain. Now, today we know Bahrain is, a, is an island, you know, next to the Arabian Peninsula. This is an island of the mainland. But normally when they used to talk about the Abu Qais, that they came from the eastern side of Arabia. They came from the eastern side of Arabia. So many of the cities in Saudi Arabia, in today's time, Saudi Arabia, Dhamam, etc., they would fall under the tribe of Abu Qais. So they came and said, Nabi Karim Sallallahu made mention of them and said, one of the greatest people of the East are coming towards you. And Nabi Karim Sallallahu praised the people from coming from the East. And Sahaba were waiting for them. Sahaba were looking forward to their coming. One Sahabi actually went with his camel, with his horse, actually going fast to go and see that I can meet them. And he saw them. And he came quickly to give glad tidings of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu This was also the temperament of the Sahaba. They wanted to be the first to give glad tidings of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu So when they came in their eagerness to meet Nabi Karim Sallallahu the entire tribe, they rushed in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu They rushed in the presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu except one person. His name was Mundir. He was known as Ashhaj bin Qais. The word Ashhaj was not his name. Ashhaj means the one who is wounded. And he had a wound on his forehead. Therefore, he was known as Ashhaj bin Qais. So he, what he did was, he, some, he packed everyone's belongings. And he put everyone's camel on his right place. He took a bath. And he made himself presentable. And then he came in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Nabi Karim sallallahu liked his action more than the action of the entire clan. Now you and I would say, look at the entire clan. So much of love. They couldn't even wait to put their, their baggage correctly. They couldn't even wait to put their, uh, their camels, etc. properly. They just rushed out of love to meet Nabi Karim Sallallahu Nabi Karim Sallallahu liked the action of Ashhaj bin Qais. And Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had said, Inna fika khaslatayn yuhibbuhumullah Oh, Ashad, there are two qualities of yours Allah loves. There are two qualities of yours Allah Ta'ala loves. Al-hilm wal-anat. Huh? One is hilm 
And one is anat, clemency and tolerance. One is hilam, to do things, you know, have tolerance. And one is to do things in a calm and collected manner. Al-ujlatu shaytan wal-inatu rahman To do things in haste is from shaytan. To do things in a calm, collected manner with planning is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then amazingly, Nabi Karim sallallahu started speaking to them. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu engaged them. So they made mention, Ya Rasulullah, we have a difficulty. We are far away from Medina. There is a tribe of Mudar, which is very hostile to us. And therefore we cannot come as frequently as we want to Medina because of the strife being between us and Medina. The only reason and the only time we can come in Ashur, is in Ashur Hajj. I mean Ashur Haram. There are four months that the Arabs never used to fight. So at that time, and that you see the, the wisdom of, you know, the sacred months. So they used to come and no one used to attack them because it was prohibited according to the Arab customs to fight. Then Nabi Karim Sallallahu started speaking to them more. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, what type of dates do you have in your region? And they made mention that we have the Al-Ta'adud dates, the Al-Sarafan dates. And then they spoke about Barni. And then Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, Barni is a date which is very juicy and it yields very good crops. And they used to say that Barni was a kajur and a date that we never used to pay much attention to. We used to normally give it to our animals. After we came back from our journey, Nabi Karim Sallallahu told us about the dates. We used to yield it and it gave us great amount of barakah. This was our beloved of our, of our you know, the greatness of our beloved Nabi Sallallahu He was speaking to people about they, you know, their situation. Hazrat Zayd ibn Arkham radiallahu anhu makes mention of a hadith, it is in Shamail al-Tirmidhi, إِذَا ذَكَرْنَا التَّعَامُ ذَكَرَهُ مَعَنَا That when in the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we spoke with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about food, he spoke to us about food. When we spoke to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about dunya, he spoke to us about dunya. When we speak to our beloved Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about akhirat, he spoke to us about the akhirat. This was the pleasant nature of our beloved Nabi Where do we get this narrow-mindedness the moment you speak about something? This is haram, this is haram. Nabi Sallallahu way was speaking with love and kindness, speaking to the people about, you know, the, the doings, understanding the challenges of people, not sitting in ivory, ivory towers and being aloof from the challenges of people. Nabi Karim Sallallahu spoke to people. He spoke to them pleasantly. He came to understand their challenges. This was amongst the great, you know, qualities of our beloved Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There are many. I will try and you know cut down and just make mention of few of them. One of the prominent tribes that came was the tribe of Najran. Now the tribe of Najran that came, they were a Christian tribe. So when they came, you know, they be leader was Abu Haritha, Abu Haritha bin Alqamah, who was considered an authority on the Christian faith and they used to keep ties with the Roman Empire. He used to be the one who used to give them, you know, news about the, the Christianity in Najran. So anyway, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when they came, this will surprise you, my dear respected brothers. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam put up a tent for them outside Masjid al-Nabawi. And the way you and I, we make arrangements for Jamaats who come to our masjid, Nabi Sallallahu made arrangements for their meals. And then they came 
interesting and a long incident how they came. I won't go into that detail. But when they came, they came at the time of Maghrib and they, in their tents, they started worshipping according to their rites, according to their religion. So Sahaba felt uncomfortable. Ya Rasulullah, they are worshipping according to that particular way and they are facing in a different direction from where we normally face Makkah. Nabi Akram said, leave them the way they are praying. Leave them the way they are making their ibadat. Leave them. The next day they came and they engaged Nabi Akram Sallallahu Hazrat Mona Idris Kandilbi Rahmatullahi in Siratul Mustafa has written some beautiful, you know, engagement. How Nabi Akram Sallallahu engaged them. They came with 60 people. Nabi Akram Sallallahu started asking them about the divinity of Isa Alayhi And Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam questioned them. He spoke to them in a friendly manner. And the, the, this particular aspect took place in the masjid. Nabi Akram Sallallahu spoke to them. And Nabi Akram Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, asked them questions. Like for example, he asked them and he said, you know, normally a son resembles a father. So if Isa Alayhi is the son of Allah Ta'ala, are you saying he resembles Allah? So they, they were taken aback. Then they said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has full control over the entire universe. Does Isa salatu wasalam has similar type of control? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need food and drink. Does Isa salatu wasalam need food and drink? And if he needs food and drink, can he be divine? Mal Masih ibn Maryam illa rasul qad khalat min qablihi rasul wa ummu siddiqah kana yaakulan ta'am Masih ibn Maryam is a Rasul of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before that, there were many prophets that came before him. His mother was very truthful. They both used to eat food. How can someone who is in need of food for existence, how can they be divine? How can they be Allah? How can they be divine? Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam engaged them. They didn't have answers. But despite the fact that they didn't have answers, they were not prepared to accept Islam. So then Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, we will make mubahala with you. So one of the questions they asked Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa that normally everyone has a father. Isa alayhi salatu wasalam didn't have a father. How do you explain that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in the Holy Quran, inna mathala Isa inna Allahi kamathali Adam. Inna mathala Isa inna Allahi kamathali Adam. Khalaqahu min turab, thumma qala lahu kun fayakun. So if Isa salatu wasalam didn't have a father, Allah Ta'ala created Adam salatu wasalam without both father and mother. Allah Ta'ala created them and Allah Ta'ala says, come and they became. It is a qudrat of Allah. So if you say that Isa salatu wasalam is divine because of that, what about Adam salatu wasalam? So when they didn't have any answers, then the last resort is mubahla. Mubahla means you invoke curses. When two people are at odds with one another with regard to an argument and with regard to an aspect of deed, you have a situation and said, Allah Allah's curses and Allah Ta'ala's damnation come upon the one who is a liar. So then the next morning, Nabi Karim Sallallahu came with Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, Hazrat Hassan and Hussein under his shawl. And Nabi Karim walked towards Masjid al-Nabawi to make mubahala. 
And such was the noor that was upon Nabi Karim that even these people who were not Muslims, they realized that if here we are going to go into this particular situation, we are going to become destroyed. And amongst them, they made mashwara and said, don't go into mubahala, you will be destroyed. Don't go into mubahala, don't go and invoke curses upon the one who is on wrong. You are going to be destroyed. They reached a peace, a peace treaty, a peace agreement, and there's many clauses with regard to the peace treaty, which I will not go into because of lack of time. So this was the tribe of Najran. One of the amazing tribes that came was the tribe of Ashariyin. There are many I made mention of about 10, 11, but I'm going to make mention of two more and conclude the talk. One was the tribe of the Ashariyin who came from Yemen. And when they came, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke very highly about them. And what Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ataakum ahlal Yemen. That the tribe of Yemen is coming to you. They are extremely soft-hearted. And they are very soft-hearted. And they are very soft in their hearts. And Nabi Karim said, Al-Imanu Yaman wal-Hikmatu Yamaniyah. Iman is in Yemen. And wisdom is Yamaniya. Wisdom is also in Yemen. May Allah make it easy for the people of Yemen. Nabi Karim Sallallahu made so much dua for them. Allahumma barik lana fi shamina wa Yemen. Oh Allah, bless Sham and Yemen. This is a time when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made dua for Sham and Yemen when they were not even Muslims. Oh Allah, bless us in Sham and bless the Yemen. And they came Muslims after that. But Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam knew the blessedness of this place. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made dua for them even before they became Muslims. Abu Musa Ash'ari radiallahu ta'ala, Ash'ari from Ash'ariyin. He was from amongst this tribe. So Muslims were all waiting with regard to this particular tribe. So when they came, you know, and talking about Araqqu Afida wa Alyanu Quluban, I must make mention of this. So while reading on this tribe, I read Mawlana Idris Kandelwi Rahmatullahi's work and Mawlana Kandelwi, Idris Kandelwi Rahmatullahi writes, and I'm going to quote him verbatim. In his Siratul Mustafa, he writes, Rikkate Kalb, Rikkate Kalb, Tamam Balayo Ka Sar Chasma Hai, Or Kasawate Kalb, Tamam Burayo Ki Jar Hai. Softness of heart is the foundation of all good. Softness of heart is the foundation of all good. Except perhaps in South Africa. What Hazrat Muayyadi Sahib Rahmatullahi says, Rikkate qalb hi tamam balayyo ka sar chasma hai. Softness of heart showing kindness to people. Where do we have the situation? Nowadays, it's almost as if it is presented. Alhamdulillah, our ummah is becoming more discerning. It is almost as if presented. The more vulgar you are, the more pious you are. This is what our ulama have written. Softness of heart is the foundation of all good. 
And hardness of heart is the, the means of all evil. So this was a tribe of Ashariyin. They came in the presence of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu There's also another very interesting incident and you get all these tidbits that come. Imran ibn Hussein radiallahu said, I was sitting with our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when they asked questions. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, tell us about the beginning of time. So Nabi Karim Sallallahu started speaking to them about the beginning of time. And Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, first there was Allah. Then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's throne was on water. And Nabi Karim is telling them about the beginning of time. And said, Imran ibn Hussein said, while I was listening to this hadith, someone said, Imran, your camel has fled. So Imran said, because of camel fleeing, that time was a very difficult thing because once a camel flee, where do you go and fetch a camel? So he said, I ran from the masjid and I ran after the, after the camel. And he said to my misfortune, I didn't get the camel and I didn't even get the hadith. I didn't get the camel, the camel also fled. When I came back, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam had finished the hadith. Those people went back. History didn't record what Nabi Karim sallallahu told them after that. And lastly, let me make mention of one of the most prominent tribes that came was a tribe of Thaqif. The tribe of Thaqif, last year we made mention of Hunayn, and we will make mention with regard to the tribe of Thaqif. This was also amazing. They were the you know, You know, why didn't they complain? Why didn't this Quran come upon, you know, people from two major cities and the two major tribes, Quraysh and the Thaqif, Makkah and Taif. So it was one of the most prominent tribes. Nabi Karim Sallallahu when the battle of Hunayn, we all know last week, last year we made mention of it. Nabi Sallallahu laid siege upon him, upon them. The siege didn't materialize Exactly as planned, Nabi Karim Sallallahu told the Sahaba, let us leave, don't let us do the siege. Sahaba said, no, Ya Rasulullah, let us do the siege. Immediately then they did the siege. Now amongst the people of Thaqif was one of the most famous amongst them was Urwa bin Mas'ud al-Thaqafi. Urwa bin Mas'ud al-Thaqafi was a towering person of the tribe of Thaqif. Legendary figure. And of course he was coming for Umrah when the Muslims were coming for Umrah also, and they were in Hudaybiyah, and the Quraysh asked him to go and negotiate on behalf of the Quraysh. That means they had such great good relationship. And they made Urwa bin Mas'ud a thaqafi to go and negotiate on behalf of the Quraysh. So Urwa bin Mas'ud went to go and negotiate with Nabi Karim Sallallahu trying to bring the two together. And during the course of his negotiating with Nabi Karim Sallallahu he caught the beard of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Now, many times, out of love and muhabbat, you know, and you know, trying to bring people together, you catch the beard. So, Urwa bin Masood caught the beard of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Mughira bin Shu'bah took out his sword, and he said, "You dare do this to our Nabi one more time? You will return without your hand." So, Nabi Karim Sallallahu and he said, "Who is this?" He didn't make him out. So Nabi Sallallahu said, he is your nephew, Mughira bin Shu'bah. He is your nephew, Urwa bin Masood's nephew. Because he, they couldn't make him out because he was a turban and he had his beard. So he said, I'm still paying for an error of yours. Mughira bin Shu'bah, before, before Islam, had killed a person by mistake and he was paying the blood money. I'm still paying for you and this is what you do. Nabi Sallallahu protected Mughira bin Shu'bah. Nevertheless, Urwa bin Masood, he, when he went, he after that, 
when Nabi Karim Sallallahu was with Urwa bin Masood radiallahu followed Nabi Karim Sallallahu and he became a Muslim. And when he became a Muslim, he said, Ya Rasulullah, allow me to go and give Islam to my tribe. Nabi Sallallahu said, we had just come back from a war with Khatif. Take it easy. Give some time. But he was so passionate. And many times when people become Muslim, they have this passion to be able to share the, the truth that they had. Nabi Sallallahu did tell him to exercise caution, but he was so passionate that he wanted to go and going to go and give the people of the Dawat of Islam. So Urwa bin Masood radiallahu ta'ala went to go and give the Dawat of Islam to his tribe after he accepted Islam. And they didn't take kindly towards it. And immediately when he came, he stood on top of his house to call the Azan for Fajr. And someone took an arrow and they killed and they martyred Urwa bin Masood al-Thaqafi. And when he was, you know, hit by the arrow, he was on the last moments of his life. And when he was on the last moments of his life, you know, they said, his tribe said, his people said, we are going to take revenge and we are going to find out the culprit. And look at what Iman does. And Urwa bin Masood said, I don't want any revenge. I don't want any blood money. I want you to forgive the person who has done this to me. Only thing I want is, bury me amongst the shuhada of Hudaybiyah. Not Hudaybiyah, Hunayn. The people who passed away in Hunayn amongst the Muslims, where they are buried, bury me there. Subhanallah. Urwa bin Masood al-Thaqafi. When Nabi Karim Wasallam heard about it, Nabi Karim Wasallam said, Urwa bin Masood is like Ali Yaseen. He is like Ali Yaseen. Ya qawm, ittabi'ul mursaleen, ittabi'u man la yas'alukum ajrahu wa hum muhtadun. Habib Najjar, the carpenter who told his people, accept the prophets of Almighty Allah who are calling you towards the truth. And they killed Habib Najjar. And he, after going into Jannah, he said, Qila dkhulil Jannah, qala ya alayta qawmi ya'lamun. Oh Allah, tell my people that how you have shown me respect and because of my becoming a Muslim and accepting Islam, show them even after they have killed him. Even after they martyred him, he wanted Allah Ta'ala to show them the reward he is getting after becoming shaheed and being killed by them. So Nabi Karim Wasallam said, Urwa bin Mas'ud, he is like Ali Yaseen. Nevertheless, they felt a sense of guilt and they came with six people to Nabi Karim Wasallam, the tribe of Thaqif. Nabi Karim Wasallam, when he was fighting with the Thaqif, one day, Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, curse the Thaqif. They have caused us great amount of inconvenience. Hunayn, initially, Nabi Karim Sallallahu and the Muslims suffered setback and loss of life. Even in the siege, they suffered, suffered, you know, loss of life. Ya Rasulullah, make dua for them. Curse them. Nabi Karim Sallallahu lifted up his hands. Allahumma ahdi Thaqifan wa'ati bihim Muslimin. Oh Allah, give hidayah to Thaqif and bring them to me as Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was supposed to bring about the fulfillment of the dua of our beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Mughira bin Shoba is from the same tribe. Right? Mughira bin Shoba, as you know from that hadith and that incident of Hudaybiyah, when he saw them, he rushed to go and tell Nabi Karim Sallallahu Ya Rasulullah, Thaqif has come. On the way, he met Hazrat Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala saw, you know, Mughira bin Shoba, hurrying, Mughira, where you are going? I'm going to give the glad tidings to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Taqif is coming as a tribe, as a delegation. Abu Bakr tells Mughira, 
Mughira, will you give me permission to give the glad tidings to Nabi Sallallahu Look at the Sahaba, SubhanAllah. And uh, Abu Ghara bin Shusaf, by all means, oh Abu Bakr, you go and give the glad tidings. Long incident. They came and they, when they came in presence of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they wanted to become Muslims, but they wanted to bring all different types of demands and compromises. He said, we are not prepared to do jihad. We are not prepared to leave alcohol. Alcohol was in the in the veins of the Arabs before Islam came. We are not prepared. Nabi Sallallahu rejected all of their demands. No, I'm not. Then they said, we are not prepared to make Salat. Compromise. We will become Muslims. We will not read Salat. Nabi Sallallahu said, What good is there in deen in which there is no namaz? What good is there in, in deen if there is no namaz? Then they had, of course, Lat was the idol. The second biggest idol in Arabia was Lat after Hubal. Allow us some time with regard to Lat. Give us some time. Don't, we will not give us some, they said three years. Nabi Sallallahu said no. Then they said three, one year, no. One month, no. No compromise. If you associate partners to Allah, all your deeds are gone. No compromise even for a day. The only compromise Nabi Karim Sallallahu did with them was, and they agreed upon that. They said, Ya Rasulullah, the only one thing we ask you, send someone to come and destroy Lat. We can't do it because we have been worshipping that idol for so long. Nabi Sallallahu said, okay, I will send someone. And who did Nabi Karim Sallallahu send? Ya Allah. Nabi Karim Sallallahu and also let me just make mention, during the course, while those particular you know, the tribe was there. There was a young Sahabi by the name of Uthman bin, bin Al-As Al-Thaqafi. So he, while they were negotiating all of this, he left all of that negotiation. He went to Abu Bakr, he went to the Sahaba to learn Quran. So while they were, they were doing all of that, he was learning Quran. And as Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi sent the tribe away, Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi made Uthman bin Al-As because he learned the Quran, the Imam of Taqif. Subhanallah. See, sometimes you, you, you get an opportunity. He realized the opportunity. They were becoming close. They were negotiating. They will need an imam. He went and he went and learned the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made him the imam. So then eventually Nabi Karim sallallahu came and said, okay, I will send two people. And who did Nabi Karim sallallahu said? Abu Sufyan and Mughira bin Shu'bah. Abu Sufyan, who was the leader of the Quraysh, just a year behind, just a year back, who used to worship idols, and he is in the forefront now to go and destroy Lat. And Mughira bin Shoba, a very interesting incident. Mughira bin Shoba was a person who, who had a little bit of a, a, you know, a type of a nature towards, you know, a certain degree of light-hearted nature. So Mughira bin Shoba, when he came, and he was, you know, when he came to destroy Lat, and as he picked up his chopper to, you know, did the first thing, as he hit Lat, he went down as if he is unconscious and dying. And all of the people said, you see, we told you so. We told you not to harm the lad. And he got up laughing. He said, what can this particular idol do? So this was the high. So my dear respected brothers, I can give so many different ideas. Talk about the tribe of us. Such a beautiful incident with regard to the tribe of us. I've been told to speak till nine o'clock. So Alhamdulillah, it is nine o'clock. So we will conclude the talk. I can just, you know, this when I did it myself, I was just amazed. Look at, the, look at the wisdom of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
Look at the way Nabi Akarim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam treated people. Look at how Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam negotiated. How Nabi Akarim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dealt with different people. My dear respected brothers, I ask you again, even when Thaqif came, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a tent for them outside and said, let them see us reading Quran and reading Salat. I'm not giving any fatwa. Right? The way we make, we, the way we make arrangements for Jamaat to come, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made arrangements for them to come. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made a tent for them to come and listen and see how the Muslims are. I'm not giving any fatwa whether we should do it or not. That is maybe the ulama to decide. I'm just making mention of what history says. This is how Nabi Akarim Sallallahu dealt with them. That's how they became Muslims. Do we have a similar nature? Do we have a similar passion? Do we have a similar you know, degree of interacting with people? These are just some of the instances which I have put forward in front of you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you the tawfiq of understanding and make an amal. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لك الحمد كما أنت أهله فصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم كما أنت أهله وفعل بنا كما أنت أهله فإنك أهل التقوى وأهل المغفرة اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصلي على سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد الموصوف بأفضل الأخلاق والشيم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم كان لا تنتحك لا تنتحك في مجالسه الحرم ولا يغضي عمن زلم اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإلهم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم مغفرتك أوسع من ذنوبنا ورحمتك أرجع عندنا من أعمالنا اللهم اغفر لنا ما قدمنا وما أخرنا وما علنا وما أسررنا وما أسرفنا وما أنت علم به منا أنت المقدم وأنت المؤخر لا إله إلا أنت اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان وعشنا يوم القيامة مع المتقين مع الإيمان اللهم اجعل نبينا لنا فرطه وحوضه لنا موردا اللهم احشرنا في زمرته واستعملنا بسنته وتوفنا على ملته واجعلنا من حزبه اللهم إنا نسلوك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك وغضبك والنار اللهم إن قلوبنا ونواسينا وجوارحنا بيدك لم تملكنا منها شيئا فإذا فعلت ذلك بنا فكن أنت ولينا وهدنا إلى سواء السبيل اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم استر أوراتنا وعمن رؤاتنا اللهم احفظنا وأولادنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعيماننا وعن شمائلنا ومن فوقنا ونعوذ بعزمتك أن نقتال من تحتنا رضينا بالله رب وبالإسلام دينا وبمحمد صلى الله عليه وسلم نبي ورسوله يا الله يا رحم الراحمين يا أول الأولين يا آخر الآخرين يا رحم الضعفاء والمساكين يا الله فقيب ولا وشوت كمينز يا الله يا الله we are full of sins يا الله يا الله is not worthy of us to bring the name of yours in the name of your beloved Habib upon our tongue given our sins يا الله it is not worthy of us to listen to the kalam of Allah سبحانه وتعالى to your kalam and about your beloved Habib يا الله 
it is only your good favor, Ya Allah, that you give us the opportunity to listen to your kalam, Ya Allah, and to speak about your beloved Nabi Karim Sallallahu Ya Allah, forgive our shortcomings, make us worthy of speaking and listening to your kalam and about the, your beloved Habib, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have a situation that we are weak, Ya Allah. We have great amount of weakness, Ya Allah. We have committed so many gunas. We have committed so many sins in broad daylight. As if, Ya Allah, we were rebelling against you, Ya Allah. We were not worried about you, Ya Allah. Sometimes away from the gazes of people, Ya Allah. But you are aware of our actions. Ya Allah, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. Ya Allah, you are aware of each and every one of our actions. Ya Allah, there is nothing that we can hide in front of you, Ya Allah. You know each and every one of our actions. You know what crosses our minds and our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive all our sins. Our sins are many, but they bear no comparison to your mercy. Allahumma maghfiratuka awsa'u min dhunubina. Oh Allah, your maghfirat is far more vast and greater than our sins. Your beloved Habib told us, Ya Allah, that even if the sins of human beings reach us, to the extent up to the heavens and to the extent of the foam in the ocean. Ya Allah, and they ask of you for forgiveness, you will forgive. And it would be very easy for you for to forgive. It would mean nothing for you to forgive, Ya Allah. Allah, we ask of you collectively, Ya Allah, all of us in this gathering, Ya Allah, this Mubarak and this great gathering, Ya Allah, we have come to listen, Ya Allah, we have been motivated and inspired by the love of your beloved Habib, Ya Allah, by the love of your deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all of us, Ya Allah, we come and we sincerely regret all of the wrongs that we have done, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us your mercy, Ya Allah. Grant us your forgiveness. Grant us hidayat. Grant us tawfiq of doing righteous deeds. Keep us away from ill deeds. Ya Allah, let us die upon the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, grant us your favor. Ya Allah, in jannat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us drink water at the hands of your beloved Habib. On the pole of Kothar, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us get the company of your beloved Habib. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us Jannatul Firdaus, not because we are worthy of it, but Ya Allah, solely because, Ya Allah, of your grace, Ya Allah, and your favors upon us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, each and everyone in this gathering has certain degree of, Ya Allah, ambitions to do certain things, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill all the jayas and the permissible ambitions. Ya Allah, each and everyone has certain challenges. You know the challenges more than anyone. Ya Allah, remove each and everyone's challenges, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, wherever in this gathering and from amongst the ummah, Ya Allah, is in need, Ya Allah, of risk, Ya Allah, grant them halal risk. Ya Allah, we are going through difficult times and turmoils in our country, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it easy for people in their businesses and their employment. Ya Allah, grant them halal risk. Ya Allah, grant people, Ya Allah, and grant us all, Ya Allah, barakah in our risk, Ya Allah. Grant us blessings, Ya Allah. Grant us contentment, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us away from haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are living in this particular country where there are so many challenges, Ya Allah. There is a challenge of crime, Ya Allah. There is a challenge of lack of infrastructure, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there is a challenge of, Ya Allah, lack of good governance, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you change the conditions of this country, Ya Allah. Keep us away from crime, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep us away from being violated, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect us, Ya Allah. Protect our children, Ya Allah. Protect our wives and our families, Ya Allah. Protect our wealth, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give good governance to this country, Ya Allah. Bring justice to this country, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us play a role in this particular country, Ya Allah. Let us play a role for the goodness of this country, Ya Allah. 
Allah. Ya Allah, wherever the Muslims in the past went, Ya Allah, they always left a positive message, Ya Allah. They always left a positive example. Ya Allah, let us be a positive example for our people in this country, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have failed to do so. We have not been able to show the people the beauty of Islam. We have not should be able to show the beauty of the deen of your beloved, Ya Allah. The deen of yours, Ya Allah. We have not been able to show it to the people, Ya Allah. Forgive us for the shortcomings. Ya Allah, allow us to be able to recoup, Ya Allah, with regard to that particular shortcoming and be able to show in practice and deed, Ya Allah, the beauty of your religion, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, to play a role with regard to the betterment and the upliftment of this country, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whoever is in need of getting married, Ya Allah, grant them compatible spouses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whoever is in need of getting children, Ya Allah, grant them pious children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whoever has children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect our children and our grandchildren from all types of calamities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect them from spiritual and physical calamities, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, never let us see the difficulty of our children, Ya Allah. Never let us see the difficulty of our children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect them from all fitness, Ya Allah. Let us see our children always happy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect them from all types of, Ya Allah, fitna, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, jannibuna wa uladana min al-fawahishi wal-fitan. Ma zahara minha wa ma batan. Ya Allah, give good to our children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, Ya Allah, those who are ill, Ya Allah, grant them shifai kamila, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the respected, the imam of this masjid, Ya Allah, whom we always used to look forward to meet on this occasion, Ya Allah. He is ill, Ya Allah, grant him shifai kamila, Ya Allah. Grant all of those, our near and dear ones who are ill, Ya Allah, grant them complete shifai, Ya Allah. Grant them speedy recovery, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make the means for their recovery, Ya Allah. Make the means for their shifa, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make it easy with regard to their shifa and grant them shifa with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whoever is in any type of other type of difficulty, remove that difficulty, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, have, ya Allah, have mercy upon our ulama, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring unity amongst the ulama in our country, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, let us have Ya Allah, clarity of vision and unity in purpose, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those ulama of ours, Ya Allah, through whom we have received deen, Ya Allah, we have passed on, Ya Allah. Fill the cover with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, elevate their status, Ya Allah. Those ulama who are still alive amongst us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, keep their shadows, Ya Allah, for a long time over us, Ya Allah, with mercy, kindness, and compassion, Ya Allah. As your beloved Habib, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was known for those qualities. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It was a rahmat of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he was kind and considerate. Ya Allah, to the ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, there are many things that we are supposed to ask of you. Ya Allah, because of our forgetfulness. Ya Allah, and our ignorance, Ya Allah, we have not been able to ask, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us all good, Ya Allah, which is for us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, ask us and grant us the good that we have been able to ask from you, Ya Allah. Grant us the good, Ya Allah, that we have not been able to ask of you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, deen kabul bala farma, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring about hidayat for people, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring the people to turn towards the righteousness of your deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you have said, inna deena, inda Allahil Islam. Wa may yabtaghi ghayra al-Islam, deenan fala yubbala min. Ya Allah, we interact with people, Ya Allah. We know this particular ayat. We believe in this particular ayat. We know people from other particular situations, Ya Allah. Give hidayat to them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, bring them closer towards deen. Perhaps we have not been able to show them the beauty of our deen. Forgive our shortcomings.
wings. Ya Allah, you intervene directly and you call them towards Islam. Ya Allah, there is nothing difficult for you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you can bring people upon deen, Ya Allah. You had this, Ya Allah, where people in droves were accepting Islam. Ya Allah, make it happen once again a reality, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, wherever Muslims have been persecuted, Ya Allah, make it easy for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, wherever they have been persecuted, make it easy for them, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant goodness to this ummah, Ya Allah. And Ya Allah, lastly, Ya Allah, never leave us for a moment without your assistance, without your guide, without your protection in every endeavor, in every moment, in every step of our life. Qala Allah Ta'ala fi shani habibi. إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا ونبينا وولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه صلاة تنجينا بها من جميع الأحوال والآفات وتقضي لنا بها جميع العجات وتتحرنا بها من جميع السيئات وترفعنا بها إنك على الدرجات وتبلغنا بها أكثر الغايات من جميع الخيرات في الحياة وبعد الممات إنك على كل شيء قدير سبحان ربنا رب العزة عما يصفون وسلامنا للمرسلين والحمد لله